This week on Grip and Grin. Winter has been as long as we can remember. Cabin fever has reached an all-time high, but the team has been on a mission to cure the wintertime blues. Listen along as we cast our way out of the dark depths of winter with many more fish and gobbles to look forward to. Welcome to another episode of Grip and Grin, folks. Here we are, and I have a question for you. What? If we had to determine who who's Grip and who's Grin, um, I'm. You're definitely Grip, and I'm definitely Grin. All right. Reasoning behind that. Well, a lot of the times when you uh, get your trophies, I'm there, and you're the one gripping, and I'm the one grinning behind the camera. That's fair. That's fair. We were actually talking about that last night. I was like, that's one of my goals this year is to be present during one of your, like, pinnacle moments. Yeah, I know. It's every time it's uh, me by myself doing a solo outing. Me, and, myself, and I. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, who do I high-five? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> God. But. That's one of my goals this year. We'll get into the goals. Yeah, well, we got plenty of goals. Yeah. Uh, but as always, check out the old pods. I mean, I think our last one was fucking killer. Yeah, was 40 was minutes long. Sounded good. Um. You know, if you have any suggestions, just, you know, DM us, message us, check out the Instagram. I'm trying to get more photos up there. Last week, I was slacking. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I had some things pop up, you know, got to take care of uh, that were a little more important than posting a photo. But, you know, we're back. We got a lot of photos coming up. Shit more, ton. Uh, more teasing for the listeners here. But, yep. I think this is uh, what I would consider the start of spring for me, at least. When you made the trip down for the weekend, you know we had second this... trip. Yeah, second trip, but this was like an actual like weekend trip. planned. Yeah, this was a I had a, a commitment that I had to go to on uh, Saturday, so it was like twenty fifteen twenty minutes from your place, and yeah. I was like, dude, I'm coming down, so we should just make a whole weekend out yep. of it. And it was a, a damn good weekend, and for me, it was definitely the start of like. You know, fishing is on. Right. And we're going to get right into it here. Luckily, when you came down, we had daylight savings. And that was a game changer. Huge. Huge game changer. I mean, you left after work, showed up, and you were hauling ass, right? <laughs> uh, I was not speeding, I swear. No. Um, no, I, I did make good time uh, and uh, left right after work, headed straight down, and uh, literally walked through your door of your apartment and you were like all right let's go fishing yep i was like damn uh okay uh yeah let's do it we don't have time we (laughs) no fucking around we got to get on the river so we went to this local river that's actually in my opinion it's a pretty nice for being in like freaking amazing it's literally in the middle of a neighborhood yeah it's like suburbs (laughs) around you but it's like it's enough woods you know where you like okay you're getting away from like busy busy but the water's clean it's a nice river there's a bunch of uh ops not obstacles uh structure yeah structure and whatever and it's actually um it's uh technically a tailwater it comes from a reservoir so Mm. but this uh well sorry a little light (laughs) flicker there 
the Grip and Grin cave is going <laughs> to blow up any second. The lights just like completely flickered. Okay, sorry about that. I <laughs> lost my train of thought. I looked here. at you. I was like, did that just happen? Did I just blink really long or what? But uh, so, yeah, this local river is cool. It's really close, 10, 15 minute drive, and there's a bunch of different places you can fish it. Okay, <laughs> sorry. The flights keep flickering. <laughs> That was weird. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> Strobe lights. <yeah. laughs> so we, we, we set up and get ready at the car. We're throwing a guide's choice uh, hair's ear yeah, know, yeah, to start. Yeah. And kind of the bread and butter for me for a nymph right now. And Did you rock a double setup that day? Yes, I did. I did the guide's choice down to about a size 18 midge, uh, just black zebra midge. But, you know, we were just kind of wetting a line and trying to see if we can't find any uh, – uh, they actually have uh, wild browns in there, and I've caught a few in there. Yeah, in there. I remember you saying they're that. not like huge. I mean, I've heard people say that there's big browns in there, but I've caught they're like dinkers, but they're fun nonetheless. Yeah, hold over trout too, and I, I went there by myself to scout before you came down there, and I just went to like the edge of the bridge and I looked over and I could see a rainbow, a nice size rainbow, like 16 inches in a deep pool. But I wanted us to work up to that pool yeah. for that evening, so you know we hiked through a field. And then we see this cat out there. <laughs> this guy sitting in the middle of his field just strumming away on a guitar. I'm like, all right, that's badass. But like, he was probably like, what the hell are these two guys yeah. doing out here? We're looking at this guy. We're like, what the hell is he doing out here? Just enjoying. Like, It was a great, dude, gorgeous afternoon. Mm. It was like, what, 65? 65. And now, you know, last episode we were talking a lot of our winter fly fishing trips. This was more like spring. spring yeah. Like there's no snow, no ice. I mean. Maybe a snow pile here and there, but like pretty much open, and it was warm. A little bit of humidity in the air, you know. I could feel the yeah, turkey yeah, starting yeah, yeah. to gobble off the tree right now. Yep. But so you know, we work our way up river, and it was you know that first when we first got in there, I was like, it's tight. It is tight. I mean, at most, it's probably ten feet wide. Yeah, ten feet wide. There's little cut banks in there, and you know, trying to sneak our way through it, trying to be quiet, hit these pools. And there were some gorgeous looking pools in there. I actually have a picture. I'll have to, I, I don't know if I sent it. No, I'll send it to you. You definitely but, have to send one. Um, I, the thing I want to note though, is with this, this little like brook, it was, you said there was a lot of log jams and a lot of like uh, structure and whatnot, but you have to remember, this is a lot from like uh, over the years, all these like collection of like logs, sticks and everything underwater. It's like, with the beavers and everything in yeah, there, yeah, it, yeah. it gets pretty gnarly under the water there. There's a lot of structure that you cannot see. And if you're nymphing, it's it could be a complete shit show um, if good, you get caught on that stuff. Good thing I tied 200 flies. Let's put it that way. Seriously, though, uh, I lost. I definitely I did lose a fly yes, that day. Yes, I lost, yeah. I don't know, two. Because I'm running the double rig. So if I lose one, I lose both normally. Right. So yep. if I lose four flies, it's like two ten, uh uh, hookups on the log but you know we work our way up it was getting dark and we get to this deep pool this nice deep pool that i was fishing in you show up and you're you know you're just waiting in here trying to be quiet because it's like a calm section too there's no ripples there it was deep andrew slow. andrew went into chill mode and you were like <laughs> i'm just gonna sit back and chill i was like all right well and you were like okay when you go in there take your time getting in there wait in there carefully and i was like yep and it drops right off like yeah as soon as you step in it's like it goes from two to three feet to like what 10 feet like that. oh yeah oh yeah 
And like I was like feeling, you can't see because it's so dark at this point. I'm like feeling with my feet under the water, like all right, what, all right, where am I stepping? And start, you know, you know, casting upstream and letting that nymph draw, you know, come down. And dude, <laughs> this <laughs> thing flops out of the water. What two feet in front of me? If that, if that, it was right next to you. And initially, I was like, what the fuck was that? Like panic mode. And no doubt that was a trout. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. rainbow just rolling the surface, flapping its tail like on the surface. And just, I mean, I was like, holy shit. So right then and there, we were like, dry fly. And then what was so <laughs> crazy, after that first rise, then we could just hear them sipping. Yep. They were could. just sipping off the top. And there was these uh, these little blue wing olives coming off. Mm-hmm. And... They were just flowing down. You could hear them slip, and then I'll be like, oh, I heard that splash up there, and we were just like, oh, my gosh, you got to get up. We were casting based on, like, sound. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, I heard a rise over there, so you just cast over there. And, I mean, the light from the house that we were – there was, like, this, like, living living room light from this house that was actually, like, reflecting off the water, and that's what we had for light. Yep. (laughs) And so, like, we fished that bit until it was really dark now. Like, if we – could not see anything but <laughs> i'm just standing on this knoll right and you're about like i don't know like six feet ten feet below me yep. and i'm like hey fecto <laughs> there's a there's a beaver no yeah. no no. you said that wait oh, wait it was so nonchalant you're like hey i'm like what you're like it's a beaver over there and i was like what you're like and then all of a sudden just slap <laughs> like right in front of me this beaver slaps his tail scares the bejeebies out of me and you're like fucking beavers and I'm like, oh my god dude i hate when they scare like i don't mind beavers but like when they do that it's like god damn it, it scares the shit out of yep. me like so then i have to like reset <laughs> yep and oh. so you know you fish that didn't hook up on that uh rising trout but i we... thought for sure it was gonna happen because well, we threw a parachute at him right yes we did and we got back to the car do you remember this didn't the hook snap was that that fly? Nope, that was a different fly. Are you sure? You might be right. I'm like pretty positive that that was the one where you didn't see when you were reeling up yep, your line. Nope, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So, so the bar, like the entire hook, like snapped off. I don't know where, how. I don't know. Because you had one solid sip right oh, yeah. next to your right fly, next or to my fly. or it was your fly, and you didn't have a hook. Or maybe didn't I have mean, a hook at that yeah, point. We so, don't know because it was too damn dark. I mean, there was probably three or four times that I went to set the hook. And because I thought, mind you, I'm casting. And if sound came from where I cast it, I was like trying to set the hook. Did it take it? Maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll never know. But just getting back to the car and not seeing a hook, it's like, ooh. You're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing we noticed by the end of the day was our floating lines were sinking. Last episode... Make sure to check out, uh, what is it, episode 32. Yep. Um, yep. We uh, got new textured fly lines, and one thing mm-hmm. I didn't do for years at this time was, you know, treat it. Yep. So we started noticing that the lines were sinking, making it hard, you know, men drift, your dry flies, whatnot. So took that and took that note, and Saturday you had your commitments in the morning. So yep. I took the time to clean our fly lines, and I mean, I pampered thoroughly so what i did was i get like a whole like cooking pot and dose uh this cleaning solution in there with warm water not hot and just soak the fly lines 
that I run them through clean no, you water. Don't, you don't take the whole like floating line out. You just take like what the first like twenty feet, no, right? No, I gave them the full treatment. Oh dang! You took I did the, the whole, whole thing? floating line Damn. out. Damn. So then you soak them in that uh, solution. Make sure you use a. Uh, uh, like a fly line cleaner and solutions for this because you don't want to damage it with Dawn dish soap because mm-hmm. people do that, but it over time that will break down these uh, these floating lines and these floating lines, they're nice. They're not cheap. And I, I again, I pricey. I recommend them. You know, the guy at the fly shop told me five things you need: waders, boots, rod, line, reel. What's the most important for trout fishing? The line. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he is so right. After you get a nice floating line, changes the game. So he, he forgot flies, though. Aren't flies? Well, no. <laughs> Come on. We could also say we need everything, but fish. I think fish are the yeah. most important thing. To have. We need water. <laughs> but uh, so you soak them, then you put them in clean water, then you you run like a towel through it. Then you get this cleaning solution with these pads, and you run it through the line again, and you do that multiple times, both directions. I like going both directions because it's a textured fly line. You know how you're supposed to clean in one direction normally, like that's like a little science R and D thing from back in school. But this, I was trying to just get as much of the gunk off it, and there was a ton. It's I, like when you go to dust with a wet rag, yeah, and the dust collects like where your where the pressure point is yep. on your finger, and you look at it, oh, like, gross. Exactly, it's, that's literally what was coming off brown. And you look at the fly line, you can't see it. No, you can't. So then, after you do that a few times, then you run like these uh, this floating like a resin, and you put it on that. So when you go out in the water next, it will float even higher than the texture line floats. And it's insane. It's night and day. It's like and mending is like a breeze when yeah, you do oh this. Oh my goodness, it was. It was fucking awesome. So you get out of your whatever, and <laughs> <laughs> it was raining that day. So yes, it was. But when you're you got waders on, leaky waders for me, um, and a rain jacket. What, what's it's all about temperatures at that point. Yeah. So we went to this river a little farther away. It was about forty five minute drive. It gets pretty remote in there. You know, mm-hmm. not like remote like Maine, but you know what I'm saying. When you're down in Mass, like you get into Central Mass and get away from the houses we're on a dirt road and we are in another valley like we're way in there and it's a small like more intimate stream it's well it's technically a river but like i don't know how wide was it like there, it ranged a little bit it but did. yeah like it could be 10 feet it could be like 20 feet when it was really shallow and ripples but uh you know we were hitting pools we were using what were we using that day Midges, guys, choice, soft hackle nymphs. Um, we actually changed a lot more that outing because uh, we we realized that after the fact from our previous outing, we're like we need to change more flies, and you were doing a better job of it. I think I changed maybe once. Yeah. Um. But one downfall I would say from my point of view was I wasn't really like I wasn't assessing the like what was the hatch that was going on, what 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 was available for those fish for food wise, and like. I, I need to do a better job of that. I think I do too. I totally agree with you. You know, I get there and I just, I'm like, mm, let's try this. It's like, no, let's. We should need mm-hmm. to take the extra like five minutes just to kind of, all right, let's assess the situation. Let's see what there is for, you know, if it's raining, we kind of knew. And I think you um you implied this, but putting on the um the squirmy worm, squirmy worm, yeah, yeah. because it was raining, and I think that was an appropriate um appropriate just uh 
not guess, but prediction of what to throw on. Yeah, definitely. And what I've been trying to do is when I get there, even though I I have like you have your bread and butterflies, like I yeah. like the God's choice. Like I say it every time. Yeah. I love midges, and especially in mass. Like midges have been really good for me. But you know, I look under rocks more and more. But that river, I did one bend. I was looking under rocks, and there just wasn't a lot of insect life there, which was interesting. But getting ahead of myself a little bit, when we got there. I made uh, a little surprise for you. A little? No, you like straight up G. Straight up just, I mean, my my rigging, my equipment setup prior to this was shite. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a piece of shit. He had, but it was, I mean. It was a good starter pack. It was a great starter pack, but it was like, um, yeah, it was time. So for me... Um, We'll talk more about all the rods I have now, but I run a seven and a half foot four weight uh, crosswater uh, Reddington, and I love it, absolutely love it. And I have a nice four weight line now, so I can't really use a five weight rod unless I want to underline it. And I know we're getting in the weeds right now, blah blah blah. But I have this really nice five weight, and I was like, I can't use it. Like I won't use it. It's just gonna collect dust. So I was like, it would be perfect. Like, you know, you got me post-fly, and you came down here, and I was like, you definitely need this. And let me say this. I have to I have to say it before you do. It is just so – it's a nice rod. And it just mends, and it casts. Dude, so, like, you are like, rigging – I thought you were rigging up your fly rod at first, and I was like – I was taking my time, having a beer. Like, we were, we were pretty chill, like, getting ready. And uh, all of a sudden, like, you're, like, tying up, and you're like, here – I was like, what are you doing? You're like, and I noticed it was my reel. I'm like, what is this? He's like, just, he goes, that's yours. I'm like, what? You're like, that's yours. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck off. Like, stop it. But eventually, once I got over the fact, you know, got down in there and just started making some casts. Oh, my God. Night and day. I'm literally, so we're, I'm getting in weeds a little bit more because, you know, I'm trying to be a little more technical dude, here. mending is so easy with that fly rod. So your dumb. your other rod was just a fast action rod, and you it has no give in it. It's, like, it's, it's just like a fucking two-by-four kind of. Thank you. I was going to say it's, like, so stiff that, like, it's, I don't know. It's just, there's, like, no sensitivity to it. It's and just, this one, it's, like, it's sensitive, but it has a backbone to it, which is really nice. So, but we're going to get more into it, you know, getting into the model and make of that in a little bit. But, so we work up uh, two miles, two and a half miles up this river. And it's a nice river, dude. So, like, but I'll say this. When we were working up, it was, like, Initially, it was it was looking good. Like I would say, halfway up, there were some great pools that we were like, "Damn, like that was good." But you wanted to walk up further and see like what's beyond this point, what's beyond like this little corner, like. And it seemed like the further and further we went up, it's like the less like good water we were finding. I, I totally agree, and for me personally, I just. My favorite thing about fly fishing is just what's around the next bend. Yeah. So it's like you never know of like, oh, if we hike way in there, there yeah. could be just a pool and a half. And you couldn't go on any sort of like Google Maps to actually see in because it's so uh, wood, wooden area, whatever. So you can't actually like zoom in, see the river. But right. there was about like a, I don't know, three quarters of a mile, I would say, it was just junk better. But I don't know. It was not really that good. It was just ripple, uh, riffles with... A foot of water, you know? and Dude, like, halfway up, though, I'm like... Because we kept, like, 
hopscotching. Like you would go like, you know, I don't know, like hundred yards beyond me, mm-hmm. and then I would pass you, go a hundred yards beyond you. I was like, I almost hit my Machias deer off the table. <laughs> um, and uh, I got to a point where I was like, as I'm reeling, like it felt like the reel was just wobbling. I'm like, what the fuck? And I looked down, and the main like the main uh, bolt that goes through the the fly reel is like loose and I was like oh it's my drag so I'm like tightening up my drag but there's like there's a mechanism in there where it's like there's like two or three mechanisms that work simultaneously and it just it was like it was fucked mm-hmm. it was not working and we spent like 10 minutes trying to figure it out and we I basically looked at you I was like Time for an upgrade. Yeah, you got the new rod, and then you're like, "Well, we gotta put a nice ass reel on it." I mean, I toughed it out for the remainder of that afternoon with that reel, but it sucked. I was like, "This is this is a sign. This is a sign that like, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. piece of shit." Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, the biggest lessons learned from this river is a nice rod actually makes a difference. And to think about this, we talked about how going into these early season outings, you're like. I'm not really going to catch anything, but I'm just trying shit out. Imagine if this happened during, like, peak time. Mm-hmm. Dude, that would have sucked. We would have been in a pinch. So doing that and having that happen now is awesome compared to happening, like, on maybe our northern trip that yeah, we're going to be doing. Like, yeah. So, you know, things like that you just have to account for is it's not just always about the fish. Like, mm-hmm. it's about testing and putting your equipment through... I mean, hell, basically. Yeah, I know. Put it through the ringer and just get ready for, you know, regular season. And we are pretty much on the doorstep. I mean, down in Mass, definitely we're in it. But up here, I would still say we're a little little bit of ways. Got a few weeks, but... Let's talk about our exit exit route from there. (laughs) So, you know, this this river kind of follows a road, but then it kind of veers off and we're like all right we're gonna start hiking back because we look at the times like oh shit it's already like four o'clock or whatever and we were planning on hitting another river on the way back so like all right let's book it and we're like following the river kind of off the to the side a bit and then you're like hey want to like bump this ridge and this is a massive ridge i mean the ridge itself is probably like 100 meters tall oh yeah and it was like 45 degrees up (laughs) Uh, i would say steeper than that but yes rugged so you're like let's just go to the top of this and thinking the road is like right there i'm like yeah i'm not gonna let you do it yourself like we'll do it together and whatever great buck sign in there too by the way and public land (laughs) public land great buck sign but we get to the top of this ridge and it's just another fucking massive ridge (laughs) And 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 you have to think we are we are fly fishing in march so it it we layered up Mm -hmm. we're like we're in fleece line jeans, like yep. we're we're just layered up and we're hiking essentially like these mountains. Yep. Sweating balls. I can just feel the sweat in my like in the uh, waders, just like squishing. Uh, and I'm like, dude, I'm so hot right now. At one point, one of the tributaries that was dumping into that that river, I just dunked my hat my hat right into it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so hot. <laughs> but you were like, the road's up ahead. I'm like, thank God. And then we basically just hiked this mountain, and then we just descended the mountain right back. And we were on a dirt road when we parked. Yeah, we were on pavement. Yeah, when we got out of the woods. <laughs> I mean, so yes, this was like the two or three mile like outing that we had to walk back. And I was like, I remember walking back, and we were like, 
where the hell's the car? Like, <laughs> we're just walking down and down and down. Like, oh, we still got a ways. Gosh. But, you know, on the way back, we hit a couple rivers real quick right before we made a, an emergency trip to Cabela's. Dude, huge note on that, by the way. So we get to Cabela's, right? And it was, what, 7.55 when we mm-hmm. got to Cabela's in the parking lot? Walk in the store, and it, I was like, that's weird. Like, one of the doors is, like, like locked or something. I was like, it's weird. So we walk in, walk over the fly fishing area. There's, like, barely anybody in the fucking store. And uh, this, like, <laughs> dubba that works here comes over. He's like, what are you guys doing? I was like... Uh, fucking shopping like I need a new reel like and he goes oh we're closed I was like wait what he goes I look at my look at the phone and it's like 801 and I was like oh shit they must close at 8 I was like you guys close at 8 they're like yeah I was like oh shit I thought you closed at 9 so we were there when they yep. <laughs> closed yep. and I look at the guy I was like I was like bro <laughs> this is a necessity right now I need absolutely need a reel and thankfully, he's like, all right, well, which one did you want? And without hesitation, I just did like a quick gla- like pan of the of the case. And I was like, mm, that one. And just pointed at one. I was like, it's good enough. Like, I'll get it. And like, they had like a shitty ass time trying to find this reel. There was only one left. Yep. Which was the display one that I got. And they gave me like the the box that didn't actually go with it. I was like, oh my gosh, what a shit show. And what was funny though, is as you picked out that fly rod, I was just kind of like perusing the fly tying stuff. And then I came back and you're like, oh, I picked this one. I'm like, you picked the best one. <laughs> like the for best bang for your buck. It was definitely the one that I was like, you should probably get this one. And what, what model is it? Again? It was the uh, Orvis Clearwater Arbor 2. Okay. So it's pretty good memory. It is <laughs> good memory and it's a, Damn, dude, it's nice. sexy. Wow. I have pictures of it. Yes, we'll have a lot. Of, we got a ton of photos in the bank, oh. ready to throw up there on the Instagram. But, but I mean, just shit luck, absolute shit. I mean, we got back in the car and just like looked at each other. We went, dude, our fucking timing. <laughs> we just hiked four miles, made multiple because stops. Imagine, imagine if that we would have had to gone there first thing in the morning. I know and that would have delayed totally us like the entire trip up oh. the next day. But so you have that new reel now on. I'll get into the you know the nitty gritty of the new fly rod you have, which is a TFO nine foot five weight moderate moderate action rod. And what I did was, the reel on that is was pretty nice. So I've taken that reel and I put it on my my four weight fly line on it. And you have a nice you know large arbor reel that holds the line won't coil the line as much, and it's right. just a perfect perfect Sexy. setup absolutely sexy so like you're you're fucking ready for the spring now you are i look like i know what i'm doing <laughs> I, I show up and people are like damn that guy must like slay and i'm <laughs> like just... i haven't caught a fish yet <laughs> so we got home you know i geared you up put the new uh line on courtesy of learning that from my local fly shop but so on sunday you know our plan was to hit larger rivers uh hoping you know there would be another hatch like we had on the local river and mm-hmm. We had an oh shit moment. So yeah. that night, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We're just sitting there, and I, you know, where I live, we get a bunch of thunderstorms, and we got dumped on. We got clobbered, direct hit. So we were, you know, a little nervous about what the water levels were like the next day, and you know, as we're driving in, you're looking over like, oh, that's dude. Dirty I looked water. at the first river, and I looked at you, I was like, 
dude, the turbidity in that water is shite. It is absolutely just crap. It's like chocolate milk. And yeah. I was like, it's a bigger river, which we were heading towards more head, more towards the headwaters, essentially. Um, so we knew the water would clear up as like closer we got to the places we wanted to go, but that was concerning. Yeah, because I wanted to actually hit different rivers. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple of rivers I had in mind, but with that dirty water, it just wasn't worth it. So we, you know, you make an audible. You know, you uh, observe while you're getting in there. Think about you know rain level, water levels, whatever. So we decided to hit a tailwater again. You know, we could have a controlled, you know, cleaner river. You know, obviously waters water levels are going to rise, and you're going to have streams dumping in dirty water. But mm-hmm. just anything to you know, just kind of make it a little easier for us so we get there and i think this day we were throwing the kitchen sink of flies i mean well, i changed and the waters I, weren't where we actually went the waters actually weren't too too bad uh where we f- parked and kind of walked up over that bridge and kind of made an observation on the water uh if it was any dirtier i would mm-hmm. say no but it was like on the fence of like yeah, yeah. we could fish it um it was just going to be I mean, you can always fish it. It's just it just makes things a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Yep. Um. But you know, based on that, we we're like, all right, well, we can head up a little bit further. And yeah, we like you said, we threw the refrigerator at the damn river. So we, you know, I put on streamers. I put on nymphs. I put on every size nymph, different nymphs, colors, whatever. I mean, I can list the flies. I mean, this doesn't even go into half of them. Like. Yep. We put squirmies on, put maples on, we put golden retrievers, woolies, slump busters, rabbit zonkers, even more and more and more. I was doing double uh, tandem rigs, changing the flies here and there. You know, I had a good hookup of a nice rainbow. Well, that's what I was just about to say is like, you know, we were throwing everything into the mix. And, you know, our our indicators that we were running for depth was what, like six feet? Yeah, five feet. Uh, I was running a little bit longer because it was I couldn't reel up my line. Would, my indicator would hit. Uh, my, I think my I was tip. running like five feet, but yeah, we were throwing everything at it. But I think, in my opinion, um, it's not even opinion. I think it was just better because I mean we were getting hits. We were both getting hits. I think I had two hits, um, and then you, like you said, were hooking up on a rainbow. Yeah, so I hooked into this nice size rainbow, but. Literally, I'm under this bridge, and there's, like, this channel, and I can see this, like, fast-moving water and a log to the left. And, like, I'm trying to get it right in front of that log, go into that channel. Boom, hook up, big roll, and then it just darts for the fast water. And I'm like, oh, no. And it gets right into the fast water and practically snap my line. My fly gets stuck on the log, lose my flies. I'm like, ah, there goes my only opportunity of the trip. Meanwhile, I'm fishing this other hole, and I just turn around, I look, and you're like, ret- I'm like, that, that son of a bitch is like retying a new fly already. Like, wow, he did like five casts, and he's already <laughs> changing flies. I'm like, he must know something that I don't. I didn't even know you caught, like, yeah. hooked into one. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I mean, it was pretty, if I remember right, it was pretty cold that day. It was chilly, um, a little breezy, too, because yeah. I remember half the time it was difficult to try and work into that wind. Um, so, you know, working our way up, um, it was hard at times to try and roll that cast into upstream. But Yeah, I mean, we, we hit that water pretty hard. and after I mean, the section we were hitting was, what, 
two hundred yards long. Maybe. Yeah, we were we were putting in a good amount of hundred yards, not even. Yeah, I would say about a hundred. So, but. and after that, you know, we decided to change gears a little bit, and we went to another smaller river. I won't bore you with the details because it was dirty water. <laughs> um, it, fat. It was high water. It was way I've never seen it as high. I know you've never been there, but it was three to four times higher than it I've was ever like seen. a. How do you word this? It was like a. It was like a slime green glacial water. Yeah, it was. It was weird. And that river, kid you not, crystal clear in the summer. When you said that, I was like, really? It looked like, oh, this is what it looked like. Gatorade frost green. Yes, yes. That frosty green Gatorade, that's what it looked like. And I then like, I pulled out my phone to prove it to you. I was like, you see this photo of this fish? And like, look at the water. It's just crystal clear. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it was tough. It was really tough. And. You know, we we cast it a little bit, but it was for no. But once point. again, I could see the potential, man. Yeah, like I can. When you're like bringing me these spots, I'm like, yep, I I understand. It's not like I know there's fish there. Like that entire weekend, imagine all the fish that we walked over. Oh, we walked over too many fish. Yeah, like it's just insane. But it was kind of cool, uh, you know, because I I was a bitch ass. I'll admit, I was a bitch ass. I'll say it. Uh, you I were, don't even know what you're no, saying. No, you were disappointed. I knew you were. Uh, when I was like, dude, because you were like, we'll be here for like four or five hours. And I was like, four or five hours? I was like, holy fuck, dude. I was like, I don't want to be able to like get home by like eight, like nine o'clock. And you were like, I'm not bringing my rod. I was like, oh, he's mad. He's pissed. I, I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't pissed. Oh, I thought you were. So no, I, was like, I was just kind of like... My what I was doing that moment, I swear to God, was the best. I was like thinking, like, okay, what? How do we maximize our time now? Because I was thinking, like, we're gonna be able you to. Just, di- you just took off. You were just like, we're going here, and I was like, holy shit. Uh, no, I wasn't pissed at all because what I was thinking about was, you know, originally I thought, all right, we have like a few hours, we can dissect this river and like get a little below this dam and really hit these pockets I know are good. But then you're like, oh, I want to get out of here. I'm like, okay, what's the best spots? I'm like going through in my head. I'm like, all right. Boom, I got to go because there's very, this river's kind of hard to access in the sense of, yes, there's plenty of bridges, but they're like a few miles apart. You're trekking through water to get to so places, basically. I was like, we can just hop right on the edge of this field. We can run basically right down it and yep. just try to find a way to get into the river. But then we get in there and it's just dirty water. I'm like, well, shit, like I know the clock's ticking at this point. So I'm just trying to like go over all the different options in my head and... You know, it, it didn't work out, sadly, for your second trip down. But, like, it was cool to see those undercut banks. I mean, they were being cut as we were there. Oh, yeah. The banks were eroding, like, material as we were there. And it was also kind of cool. Um, this is where they grabbed the beer, by the way. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it was, was kind of cool uh, to see you just, I was like, dude, like, the setup that I had, my new setup with the new reel and everything, I was like, you got to try it out. Mm. And it was cool because I got to take some slow motion video of you, uh, you know, doing some fish in there. And that was, you got to post that too. That was sick. Um, Very cool. Just because usually it's you stepping back, chilling and watching me fish. Cause I'm, I'm the one that's like, I'm stubborn where like, I won't switch flies and I'll fish that fly so fucking hard and just like grind and just grind on the one single fly. So I feel like most of the time here, it's like you watching me. So our positions were were reversed in that case. And it was just really cool to see that. Um, 
you know, because I don't, I don't like normally chill like that. And to see you fly fish, I was like, damn. And that cast that you make in that video is gorgeous. I have to say, I can really throw that line with that rod. Like it just, it flies out the eyes. I'm, just... I'm still in the position of like, and you, you said it to me a couple times and I was like, yep, you're 100% right. He's like, you're muscling it. Mm. You're muscling it. And I was like, I know. I haven't found that finesse yet. That let that the rod spot. let the rod do right. all the work. Like you're like you know like pull when you're doing like a like a roll cast and you're like pulling the rod and you're like forcing it through. You can just literally flick it out yep. and it will just shoot out. Yep. But it time I was time and that's once again that emphasizes the fact again. Keep going out even though you might not catch a fish because you're practicing those skills, mm-hmm. especially if you're new to fly fishing. You know. Um, you know, most most people can grab a fly rod that have fished, you know, fly fished, and they can just go at it like such as yourself. But for me, it's like I can feel the difference. I'm like, oh yeah. But then it takes me a while to like mm-hmm. get to it. You know, five casts. One of those casts is a good cast. Yep. You know, and there was times where literally I kind of get right next to you. Excuse me. And I was like, you should mend like this. You should do this. Trying to give you all these little pointers. Hopefully some of it sticks. And by the end, from the start to the end of the weekend, giving you little tips, new rod, new reel, new line that's actually treated, you looked like a totally different person out on the water. And it was pretty sick to see. And oh, looking man. back a year ago when we yeah. were up at uh, yeah, 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 yeah. up at school and you know, you're having a little bit of a tantrum and whatever. No, full-on fledged tantrum. <laughs> and I was like, you know, come over here. It's just... You're a totally different angler, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's st- it's still gonna take some more. Like you know, we have some outings coming up, and you know, it, I th- yeah, I agree with you. I think I've come a long way, but it's nice to hear it from the outside coming in. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, hopefully, when you make your next trip down, we'll actually you know hook into more fish. Third time's a charm, man. <laughs> yeah, third time is a charm. Hopefully. So moving along. You know, we got some new rods. I alluded to it earlier. You have your new rod. <gasps> Dude. So I made, you know, this is kind of like I'm paying it forward. You're going to get me back later type of deal for yes, getting uh, getting ready to go on our trip. So we got these new Cabela's CGR rods. Then here's my thought process. Is it a nice rod? For what we pay? Sure. Okay, yeah. But it's not really a nice rod. No, it's okay? not. <laughs> it's a cheap rod, but they're really short. And our thought process was... It's like getting an old car, just a beater, right? right? And you don't put much money into this thing, but we're going to be able to beat these rods up. If we break them, oh, well. And they're short. They're, these are little, small, tiny creek. Six, six, seven foot. Yeah, and we got four weight, a five weight, and my four weight acts like a two weight. Dude, it's so freaking sensitive. Like, literally, just like, what, a five degree, like, twitch back and forth of your wrist? The end of the rod's going, like, two feet oh, yeah. back and forth. It's insane. Like, it's, for me, and I know you're going to be like, whoa, but, like, for me, it, it was, it's so different than what I'm used to using that it's almost too sensitive. See, I understand what you're saying and what you, like, what we're so different in our setups is I rock a seven and a half footer all the time. So your seven footer is, like, my normal rod. My nine footer is my new nine footer, which I'll get into in a second is like yours and now we both have these really short rods but now i'm getting into like uh i really want to dive deep here but i'll let you get your thought out before okay because i'm gonna lose it you know i will it's almost like having like your golf clubs a stiff shaft 
yes. to like a carbon shaft to like a flex, like depending on the flex of your shaft, you know, muscling it through with a very, you know, sensitive like or uh, slow action rod. Yeah. Is similar to like a, you know, a carbon fiber shaft, like rather than muscling it, it's almost more finesse. So I'm going to get a little technical here because, you know, we need to get a little bit in the weeds. I feel like give a a little bit of our expertise. I live in the weeds. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we have these moderate action rods, moderate fast action rods, which you can throw uh, a nymph rig, a light streamer, and a dry fly. You can It's kind of like your Swiss Army knife, and we're running four weights, five weights. You can do pretty much anything. Four weights, not so much for streamers, but, you know, I've done a lot of research, a lot of reading from these uh, post-fly boxes, and it's kind of cool. They dive into different... Uh, Different rods. So you got a graphite graphite fly rod. You got a gla- fiberglass or a glass fly rod, and then you have a bamboo. Mm. So each of them behave a little differently because you'll have more flex in the shaft. Correct. So when you're like loading up these casts, you'll mm-hmm. really get a bend in- into them. So my my six six four weight is almost like a bamboo rod. It bends and it's just such a slow action rod. That it's just going to be perfect to just to flick a tiny dry, or maybe a tiny nymph, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be doing anything crazy. I'm not going to be going fishing for rainbows with this thing. I'm right. going for little dinkers in a four foot wide stream. Hopefully this uh, this spring and summer. So you just got to keep that in mind when you're looking at a fly rod you want. Really like just go on YouTube, Google, read. Like there's there's a huge change from different action rods, different length rods, different weights. You really want to actually understand it before you make a purchase, which is great that, you know, you you can get a beater like your first rod. I honestly, I'd recommend that with people because, you know, even just, this is like a complete uh, left field, but like even just walking to your spot, like there was a couple times I made the fucking rookie mistake. It's like, you know, we were walking up the hill or whatever and like the tip of the pole like went into the ground. I was like, whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you do stupid shit that you that you realize as a novice, you're like, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't you learn very quickly. And nothing would be worse than if you buy a really nice rod right off the bat and you're like inexperienced and you make those stupid fucking mistakes, you know. And it worked perfect for you. You know, you just kind of like you graduated when you should have graduated to the nicer rod. Right, so. right. And one last uh, purchase before we wrap things up. I was gifted a uh, a nine foot rod. It's a uh, Reddington Classic Trout four Beautiful. weight. It and is absolutely sexy. So now I have three four weight rods: uh, the six six, the seven six, and the nine footer. So I am like I am set for pretty much every setting, and it's a nice ass rod. I mean, it's not the hi- the nicest rod on the market, yeah, but it's. It is a good rod, mm-hmm. and it was it went to good use. And we'll a little teaser for the next episode. Ooh, but, um, that's an understatement. Um, yes, uh, more to come. And for once, yes, we'll be talking about fish. <laughs> <laughs> more fish, more fish. We're literally going to talk about our trip tomorrow. It's yeah, be awesome. yeah, it'd be good. Uh, you know, we would have loved to head back towards uh, you know Massachusetts, but. Uh, Circumstances uh, and scheduling. We are uh, we're here in Maine, and uh, we're gonna do some spring fishing here in Maine. Uh, you know, open water just uh, started, so. And you know, every time I'm driving around, I'm keeping my eyes peeled for you know those turkeys. <laughs> maybe uh, 
you know, you got to find some permission down mass, get all my paperwork squared away. But, you know, dude, I got to. So I was telling him this last night, driving down this road, come across this field and one Tom, two Tom, three Tom, four Tom. I got to 10 Toms. And by the time I, I, I kept driving, so I lost count after 10. I couldn't even count. There must have been 25 Toms in one field. And then about 100 yards further down, about 25 hens. Mm. Complete segregation. <laughs> but there, I was like, I've never seen. And they were long beards. They weren't like Jake's. They were straight up long beards. Um, so definitely a teaser. Definitely like a, ooh, baby. It's just around the corner. Yeah, I know. I cannot but, freaking uh, wait. Yeah, it's going to be... Gonna be a different hunting season, I'll say that. It's for I've told you many a times. For me, it's my turkey season is three days pretty much. You know, your turkey season, I would say, not don't take this the wrong way, but I would say it's up in the air. Yeah, it's almost you're gonna you be know. juggling stuff as it falls out of the sky, you're gonna be snatching stuff. It, and on top of that, you know, I'm playing this trip, I'm try, trying to tie up as many flies as possible for the spring. It's just you know, I'm waiting on the FID stuff. I don't know where I'm going to be sometimes. You know, I've had opportunities come up, but I have other commitments I have to go to. So I'm just looking forward to, you know, when we hit our, our honey holes and I can just sit back and call and uh, say, oh, he's on the left. <laughs> but. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow's outing, though. Should be good. Uh, going to a spot that you've never fished. I have never fished. I've and never I, fished. I cannot wait. I'm. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like for snow and ice, but we have backup plans. We've dealt with it plans. once before, <laughs> so yeah. we can deal with it again. Worst case scenario. But as always, folks, get in the woods and get on the water.